0: I had myself muted, and I tried to hit mute, and I, I think I hit the button above it that like
1: came oh, out. Man. Oh, gosh. And there's Pate. Pate's back now, too. Lane, My what bad. did you do? What?
0: <laughs> Still got me?
1: Yeah, we got, got ya. you. We got you. All
0: right. Good deal. <laughs> I muted myself because I was eating Doritos, and I figured you didn't want crunching <laughs> in the back.
1: I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> That's what it was done. Nacho <laughs> cheese.
0: That's the one my kid got in his Halloween bag. Cool Grabbed
1: Ranch Halloween is the bag. best. It sure. is,
2: but hey, I wasn't
0: going
1: to be picky. Name
2: it. Yeah. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We're so glad y'all are with us today. We hope things are going smooth and y'all are staying cool out there. Um, I guess I'm going to introduce my lovely co-host who isn't feeling too well tonight, but he's a trooper and he's on here. So what's up, Lane? How you feeling, man?
0: What's up, Chuck? Oh, man, I'm going to power through it. I think it's one of them like five hour things where my body's just telling myself to calm down and go to bed. So, yeah man i think i'll be good in the morning good night's sleep
1: i'm sure it will i'm sure it will the flu's going around there's a stomach bug going around and then obviously that c word that uh yeah. has been floating around a little bit i too, don't think so. it's any of those
0: i hope yeah. not anyway
1: uh, uh the school where i'm from uh I-, I had like 200 people out with the flu last week so it's yeah. crazy yeah yeah. it's running but, uh,
0: wild them youngins just tis the season you know what i'm saying yeah
1: yeah just
0: giving it to each other
3: but, how'd
1: you like uh trick-or-treat of the Pete, man
0: man it was a good time
1: it was awesome i thought I it was really it.
0: well organized heard a lot mm-hmm. of people bragging about it i thought it was you know i thought it was really good i missed you i think i showed up i showed up like 15 minutes left to go in it but yeah um, what I saw, it looked really good and organized, cool. like better than yeah. it has been being, to be honestly. absolutely.
1: Oh, um, that was a pretty good crowd there, too.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I but, uh, I told Danny about the uh, him flipping the coin at the ULL game, and he got a kick out of it. Oh, so. uh,
0: yeah, no doubt. Yeah, did reason. uh, did, what'd you do for Halloween? You do anything? We're recording this, by the way, listeners, the day after Halloween. So, did you do anything, Chuck? Did you go back and Listen to our Halloween spooky spectacular show and think about I did, your team? I did
1: I did not. But my team, you know, is winning, by the way. Um yeah, but are. uh <laughs> no, I, I hung out with the family last night and then I, I came home and, you know, did the old people thing, went to bed. So There you go. You know, I'm, I'm not like our, our guest tonight who's young and has all that energy and was probably out partying late last night with a hundred different
2: people, but uh
0: probably so. We went trick-or-treating. It was a good time, man. Mace, honestly, Mason had been trick-or-treating like one time. Maybe twice going into last night. Because, like, last year, well, like, two years ago, there was COVID. And so, nobody really did anything trick-or-treat-wise. And then last year, we were going to go trick-or-treating. Remember, we had a football game on Halloween last year. Yeah. And he fell asleep on the car ride home from the Southern Miss game. And didn't nice. get to go trick or treating. So yeah. this was his first time to really
1: like fully
0: understand Experience what he was doing. It. Yeah. It was a good time.
1: And he went as a Ghostbuster, right? Well,
0: he went to Trick or Treat the Pete as a Ghostbuster. He went yeah. uh he went for trick or treating as Peter Pan. He's oh, a okay. showman. He he changed his wardrobe.
1: Changed his wardrobe. <laughs> I <got> you. <laughs> he has a closet
0: like, full of costumes.
1: Much like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New world yeah, yeah, order. Sean 316, <laughs> Cena 316. What's that shirt you like to wear? Oh, Austin 316. <laughs> Austin, yeah. I knew it was a wrestling shirt. I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah. Like, the fans may not know this, but that was that's the reason why Tanner Hall was so
1: good. Was, yeah, uh, he I wore it wore every Austin, Friday night.
0: I wore an Austin 316 shirt to mess with my wife because she hates that shirt. She don't like wrestling and I do. So I wore an Austin 316 shirt when he pitched against Mississippi state in that midweek game and he did so good. And I did it cause I was taking my wife out for dinner and I was trying to embarrass her when he pitched so good. I was like, well, we got to wear this every time he pitches now. So yeah. in all honesty, I'm, I'm kind of partly the reason why he was so good.
1: I, he actually tweeted that yesterday. He said, I want a special thanks, Shout out to <laughs> Lane Brady, you know, <laughs> That yeah. awesome three sixteen shirt. Maybe we need to make a uh like a Tanner Hall three sixteen shirt.
0: What a fantastic
1: idea. Yeah, you know. Hall three sixteen, but who knows. But hey man, I got a really cool guest tonight and I want to bring him on. Uh he's a good guy. I've known him for gosh, probably most of his life. Uh he comes from a really amazing family. Um I love them very, very much. Uh I'm gonna introduce Mr Campbell, the caveman cave.
2: how's it going good man what about you i'm making it can't complain one bit can or won't i mean honestly won't but yeah okay. we, 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 we won't we won't go too far into that we'll go too far into that campbell do you oh. have an austin 316 shirt i do not i need to get me one though no doubt no well doubt. just
0: wait and buy the whole 316 shirt it's gonna be a thing
2: it's for
1: gonna sure, be a thing for sure. right that's funny uh Campbell, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um I get we always start out, you know, when we bring guests on, uh with this first question. Why are you a Southern Miss fan, everyday Eagle? Um tell us your story, man.
2: Um well, honestly, um I grew up a Southern Miss fan. Um both my parents uh went to Southern Miss uh and um we actually I grew up literally across party from Southern Miss. You could look over my Uh, backyard fence and thorough rocket campus across Hardy Street so that's pretty cool Um, I used to walk to Southern Miss games as a kid and everything and really just fell in love with the campus um, fell in love with the atmosphere um, and then ultimately became a student and uh, just graduated finished my undergrad um, this past spring and uh, now I'm working on my MBA um, at Southern Miss so I'm working on a second degree and uh, really enjoying it and Decided to stick around for one more year. So,
3: absolutely, man.
2: I got a question.
0: What's your uh, like? What's the end game here? Like, what do you
3: want to do?
2: You know, that's a very good question because uh, I honestly don't know. Um, my undergrad is in sport management. Um, ideally, I want to do something with sports, but I mean, you just can't walk into a sport organization and ask for a job. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to get a little bit more. Experience experience in the in the sport world to have on my resume and then hopefully do something on the operation side of things with sports um but if that doesn't work out i'm sure i'll figure something out um but yeah when uh when lane and i
1: make it big on this podcast you can come be our agent man
2: all right sounds good
1: there we go (laughs) you you can you can add uh podcast guests to your resume now oh that'll be perfect i'll have my
2: accomplishment section
1: there you go. There you go. I was on the Everyday Eagle podcast. A whole 15 people listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lane, do you want to ask the second question, man?
0: Yeah, I'll ask the next question. Uh, the next question is what is your favorite Southern Miss moment?
2: Um, Honestly, I have two that come to mind. Uh, a little bit of recency bias. Got to go with uh, this past baseball regional um, for sure. Um, that the last game plays on constant replay in my mind. I feel like, um, that was just such an awesome time to, uh, well, I mean, it was the worst memory and the best memory combined, honestly, um, after losing to LSU, um, and then running back through the gauntlet and finishing out. Um, but really the, core Southern Miss memory, um, not too recent, um, was back in 2013, whenever, uh, we beat UAB for the first, well, the only win of the 2013 season. I remember going to the airport with my family and meeting the players when they got back um, from uh, UAB. And that was just uh, just a core memory that I always think about. Um, and really something that made me fall in love with Southern Miss for sure. Absolutely. Very cool.
1: Yeah. And you uh, listeners, you may know Campbell's dad. He, he's, Does a lot of photos for Southern Missy, sometimes on the sidelines or doing uh, Dixie Darling photos or or different things like that, Mr. Lee Cave. Phenomenal
2: photographer. Something like that. I just now realized that was
0: your dad. I just now pieced it together.
1: How about that? (laughs) How about that? All right, guys. Well, we uh, let's dive into last week's game against, who Who did we play, Lane? I just want to make sure to see if you say it right. The
0: University of Louisiana
1: there is what they want got. us
0: to call them.
3: I hope so they, Jerry the and them are The University of Louisiana. Yeah.
0: So I hope you're listening over there.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> I said it right, and I still you want did. my crawfish. Crawfish and gumbo. Y'all promise. And I will
0: gladly unpack this game that happened at the Rock.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's, so let's do get our with yeah. that
0: Holy cow segment. Holy cow.
1: Well, Lane, can you guess what position I'm going to pick as my holy cow? A tight end. No. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no. in, tight end <laughs> yeah, in, right. Uh, no, I'm gonna give it to my boy uh, Natron Brooks, who, in my opinion, put the nail in the coffin. Um with that last interception, you know, there were a minute and a half, two minutes left. And he picked it off and uh ran what was it? The fifty two yard interception for a pick six yeah, and just fifty two yard slammed the door and just took all the air. The place went crazy. Um it was just it was a it was a great moment. Yeah,
0: it was. I had just been like I was sitting by some buddies of mine. In the stands, and uh, one of them had just said, I just want us to punch it in again. Like, we're not. He said, I know our defense is good. I just don't feel safe about this lead. And I said, Our defense got us. And he said, You can't just rely on defense to bail you out every time. About mm-hmm. that time, he, he got the pick six, <laughs> and we all went nuts, you know? So it was fun. That was a loud moment. In the Rock
2: too. It was like, a the very loud. Erupted. It was loud the whole night. And I wish there would have been a little bit more people there, honestly, but being a Thursday game, you know, you just never know. But the people that, that stayed were the ones that, that definitely made the difference for sure.
1: And I want to say this, Kimball, while you're talking, I have never been more proud of the pseudo section than I was. Thursday oh my night. goodness.
2: Yes. That was amazing. Like I will say exactly. there was a, there was a big handful that left. Um, but the ones yeah. that stayed, they stayed and made a huge difference in that they game. They
1: did. I was very impressed. And, uh, you know, uh kind of the the buzz this week is uh the little chant that y'all had going there. Um on that song. Lane, did you hear him say it?
0: Yeah, I know what they said. Yeah, you I was going to say it. We're a
3: family so, family.
1: We're <laughs> we're not, we're not going to Yeah, we're not going to say it on the show, <laughs> but Campbell like I've never heard like I've been coming to Southern Miss games a long time, I've never heard them do that. Is that a new thing this year?
2: Well, so you know, LSU made that song famous, and now they can't yeah. play it because the whole the whole stadium will say the the equative. yeah. Um, <laughs> and now they get fined just X amount of money every time they play it. But we haven't reached that yet, so you know, I guess the band's just treading lightly. Uh, yeah. But I guess just uh, just in the situation that the game was in, and just yeah. they the students heard it, and it just something just just. Get, went went alive inside of him or something. I don't yeah. know. So like they've been
0: saying that for years when our band played Nick, but they've have never they? said it. Yeah, but like you have to be sitting close to him to hear it yeah. because they've all uh-huh. kind of been discreet about it. Like on oh, you, you know, you go like, back
2: on the broadcast on the ESPN broadcast and you could hear it clear as day. Yeah, so like no yeah. doubt about what they said or.
0: Yeah, Barstool Sports tweeted us about Maybe, it. Yeah, <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, I was just like, I was, yeah, like, they said it before. Like, I've heard them say it for years now, but I've never heard it quite. I've never heard the commitment out of them like that. Like, they were committed to that one. So.
1: I heard it, and I I, it's like, did they just say what I think they said? And yes, everybody probably
2: died out laughing. I was like, yes. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. So. And it's kind of funny, the Sunbuck Commissioner was at the game, and I I bet he didn't like that one bit. Oh, that's funnier, man. I yeah, didn't know we he might
0: have got First. Neck out on uh, Thursday.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: But way to go out, you know what I'm saying? Jeremy right. probably went
2: to the band director after that. I was like, hey, let's, let's not do that again.
0: Yeah, probably so. They just kept playing it, though. Like, after uh, – it was pretty much after Natron Brooks' pick. The rest of the game, they just played Neck over and over.
3: So – all right, Campbell,
0: what what from last Thursday's game made you say, holy cow?
2: Uh, I got to go with uh, Jason Brownlee's performance, um, three receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns. He honestly probably would have had one or two more if it wasn't for some blown holding calls. Um, but uh, really, just that really long catch and run he had, just flat out beat four defenders like it was nothing, just a. Uh, a track meet down the sideline uh really showed off his speed and really showed that uh he is an NFL talent receiver uh and definitely has potential to play on the next level one hundred percent.
1: I agree with you, Campbell. He is an NFL talent receiver. And, you know, Lane and I talked about this earlier. Uh like Riley had a great game, but I don't think it was his best game. And I think he would admit oh, not that at I think all. he will admit that hundred percent um and i'm not knocking him at all because he still had over 100 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. But you could tell that he wasn't 100% out there. There were some missed routes, there, like you said there were some blown calls. Um so i i would love to have known like i think he could have got 150, 200 yards had had you know things been clicking correctly in the beginning. Yeah. You know what i'm saying? And and
2: it's good that he had a game like that, but we still—he still did what he did, and not right. 100%. Absolutely,
0: yeah, absolutely. I'll say this too: I thought he was about to get halt
3: yeah. on the hitch when yes. he broke.
0: Like <laughs> they got like two yards off of him and never gained another inch on him
2: the whole no. way to the
0: like they stayed. One of the guys, the exact a same
2: tackle, but he—I feel like he was a little too scared to embarrass himself.
0: Yeah. Like they were right there the whole time. They asked Brownlee about it. and He said he was watching the video board the whole time. He Larry Titchner. Yeah, I you love him. that. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's a good one. And uh, my holy cow player of the week. I'm gonna go holy cow Malik Shorts. Malik. All right. So Malik Shorts got 11 total tackles. Okay, five solo, six assists. What else is new, though, right? That's just another day at the office for Malik. But the things that he did that, to me, stood out was he had the big pick early in the game where where he picked it off and ran 30 yards, almost scored. They knocked him out right before he got in the end zone. But, uh, well, they knocked him out in the red zone. But he, uh, that was a big moment to me, his interception early in the game, because we started the game in the worst possible way. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we started the game and that was it on the first play. And I was looking at it like, "Man, we're about to do this on on live television. <laughs> we're about to have this happen to you know. We're about to. It's going to be one of those nights." But
2: it was actually man, Malik in uh, in the student section. Uh, for some reason, it must have been a friend of a Southern Miss student. You know, there was a couple of Louisiana fans there, and uh, you know they did their little hand sign, and they were just going crazy after that pick putting their hands on in my face and everything. And after every big play from then on, I just let them have it. And then I'd say probably after middle of the second quarter, they were nowhere to be found in the student section. Um, so it was, it was good to run them out.
0: Yeah, he got – but, like, to me, that moment was so big. We had just on the pick. They got the ball back. Malik just took the game right back into his hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, the big pick oh, right yeah. there early in the game. Set the tone was kind of us counter punching back to him. It was it was a big moment to me. He also had a pass breakup and a quarterback hurry too. So Malik Shorts had a big night. Anything you guys want to add about Malik?
2: No, I oh, agree. He also had that uh, interception on that two point as well.
0: He did, yeah. That didn't get in the stack sheet, I guess, because it was a two-point conversion, but he did have that, and that was a long run, too. What'd you say he said in the interview? You were talking about this? Uh, I
2: saw an interview. He said something to the extent of that was probably the uh, longest fastest he's ran in a while.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was a long run, Now, All right, well, some other notables from Friday night or from Thursday night. Uh, now that I, since I already have it pulled up, I'm just going to go ahead and run through defense first. Dalen Gill had 11 tackles. That's your boy, Chuck.
1: You know, Lane, I, like I remember our first episode, we were talking about football sitting at my kitchen table and I said, y'all, if Dalen Gill gets a chance to play, cause back then we had Swayze Bozeman and, um, um, uh, uh, what's his name?
0: Hayes Maples. Hayes
1: Maples. Right. They, but, you know, they were both healthy at that point. But I said, if Dalen Gill gets a chance to play, he is going to make some noise. And lo and behold, you know, uh, what do you say, 11 tackles this game?
0: He had 11 tackles, one solo, 10 assists. He had one tackle for loss. It was a sack. So he did have one sack. He had a forced fumble. So Dalen had a big night. Um, Jay Stanley had a forced fumble. He guys, Jay Stanley may be one of the hardest-hitting DBs we've had at Southern Miss in a while. That dude is laying people out. He is. I mean, laying people out. It's fun to watch. Um, Other guys with, you know, a couple other numbers here. Uh, Bradarius Lewis, he had a sack. Uh, Cam Harrell had a sack. And then Quentin Bivens and Don Kewan, they both combined for a sack. They both had a half sack each. Uh, T.Q. Newsom also had a pick. So that's your defensive stats right there. Offensively, Zach Wilkie in the passing game, Zach Wilkie was 8 for 17 for 137 yards, two touchdowns. We mentioned the one pick, but that was the first play of the game, and he pretty much took care of the football the rest of the night. Um, You know, and if you take care of the football and, you know, you – With our defense, if you got a quarterback in there who can manage a game and take care of the ball, you got to like our chances here. Uh, So he he got sacked one time. Here's the number that sticks out to me, Chuck. You know, I'm a fan of looking at, you know, the sack numbers here to see which quarterback was under more pressure and which one wasn't. Yeah. So Zach Wilkie got sacked one time. All night? Mm -hmm. Yep, all night. Ben Uh Wooldridge. Their quarterback got sacked four times. Nice. So, what does that result in? Well, Ben Woodridge had three hundred and seventy yards passing. They wow. had, they had some big receivers over there. At uh, at Louis at U L. Sorry, UL. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my crawfish before this is over. With. <laughs> but they had the Michael Jefferson kid was really good. He had one hundred and seventy nine yards. He was a good player. So they they made some big plays in the pass game, but. Wooldridge got sacked four times and threw three picks. You gotta feel like those two numbers correlate. You know, like he was not comfortable. And you can see it from the get go. He just he never really got comfortable and settled in. Uh passing wise, Frank Gore was one for one, baby, with one touchdown. <laughs> that was a 52,
1: beautiful throw, too. Fifty
0: two yard strike. Uh, and
1: honestly, who here of the, the two of y'all, I'll include myself, saw that pass coming.
2: I mean, uh, I knew he could do it, but I didn't yeah, we, really see it coming. In that situation. We've seen him throw it maybe once this year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it just, he just let that thing go up there. And just Ty Mims, one of the quickest yeah. guys we have, just gets right under it. Just unreal.
0: I'm becoming I, a big Ty Mims fan, guys. Uh, oh, he's he's a ball player.
2: special for sure.
0: Um. So, yeah, so that's the passive numbers, rushing numbers. Gore was the leader. He had twenty-three attempts, eighty-nine yards, uh well, eighty-seven total yards, um, average of three point eight a carry. He's just a workhorse, man. He ran the ball yeah. twenty-three times and threw it once, and he played quarterback, running back. He did all that. He did his thing for uh Thursday night. He was almost my holy cow player. Yeah. Um, so Chandler Pittman had eight attempts for 27 yards. Uh, It's just good to see Pittman getting involved in there. You know, he had the big play against Texas State. It's good to see that he got some more action this week, which he had been hurt. He's back now, and it's good to see that. Uh, Those are kind of the headliners rushing-wise. Denard Dean did have the big touchdown, uh, the first score of the game. Uh, or Receiving-wise, you already mentioned Brownlee, so I'm going to move on to uh, Ty Mims, three catches, 69 yards. And the 52-yard touchdown strike. Uh, And Chandler Pittman had one reception for 14 yards. Frank Gore had one catch for two. Latrell Jones had one catch for two in a crazy play. That was like a busted play, and he dove on the ball. So, um, really, we had nine total receptions. It's not like we just set the world on fire throwing it, but we did what we had to do to take care of the football and win the game. So, yeah.
3: And guys, I mean. As long as you're finding a way to come out on top, baby, we about to go bowling. We keep I this I think up. so. Oh yeah. So
0: that's been it's been fun to watch. That's a recap of uh the UL game. Okay, Louisiana.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, Raging Cajuns.
0: Yeah, the Cajuns versus the Eagles. That's our re- recap. So I'm ready to move on. If you guys are, if there's anything y'all want to add, go ahead.
1: Let's roll on unless Campbell's got something. I'm good something. to go. Can't wait. I'm going to say that my can't wait is, um, you know, all of our games at home this year have been at night. Um, so I'm anxious to see how our team plays at a two o'clock game. Um, and I'm anxious to see if we have any more trick plays, like the play we were just talking about with Gore. Um, you know, he even at 52. I mean, I, I know that wasn't really a trick play, but like I, I said, I don't think anybody in the stadium knew that that was going to be a pass play at that, at that point in that situation. Uh, we all thought he was going to run it. Um, so I'm anxious to see what, uh, Will Hall's got in his playbook for, uh, for the Georgia state. What about you, Campbell?
2: Um, I can't wait to just hopefully have the chance of, uh, becoming ball eligible. Uh, I know, I know it's just one game at a time, but this, is that game, that's going to be the turning point on if we do become ball eligible. Um, of course, have a couple more chances down the road, but uh, I'm hoping that we just go ahead and get it done right here. Um, last, what? When was the last bowl? Was that? Uh, that's what I was about to it ask was, you. Was The it 2019 bowl in 2019. Yeah, that's right. It was in. Uh, we played Florida State. Um, in that super cold game that everybody talked yes. about. I was not at that game, but Murm. I, I, I feel like I was with how much I hear people talk about how cold it was there.
3: Dude, um, it was so cold. Was
0: so yeah, no,
2: I mean, I think it rained like right before, but
0: uh-huh. like, Uh-oh. it was so cold. I can't, like, I was just miserable for the entire game. It was, it was so cold. You didn't, you couldn't even enjoy the game almost, which we were losing. So nobody really enjoyed it that much, but
1: <laughs> this, the three of us are in a, a, a group meet with a bunch of Southern Mets fans. And I think one of the polls this week in there was, uh, what bowl would you rather go to? Which one did y'all vote on that?
2: <laughs> um, I said, uh, I said the New Orleans Bowl just because, you know, close proximity. Um, we, I mean, we we bring a whole lot of people there. Um, oh yeah, but it's kind of kind of sad. I was looking at all these all all our bowl tie-ins, and no matter, I think there's one bowl game if we go to it that I could possibly go to. The, all the other ones are going to be when I'm on a cruise. So very disappointed oh, wow. if we do end up going to a bowl. Um, but yeah, could you
0: take a cruise to the bowl destination, Bahamas Bowl,
2: or Bahamas, any oh, of that? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh, don't yeah, I don't
0: even awesome. know if we have a tie. I'll, I'll be honest, guys. I'm not. In fairness, I I knew we were capable of winning all these games,
2: but I hadn't even thought about bowl games. Yeah.
3: Til
0: not, like till now, when it's like, hey, we're going to do this thing.
2: Yeah, and then you see the, the, the five wins right now, and you're like, wait a second, we we could actually do this? We
1: could do it, one away.
2: Yeah, I, yeah I, was, I was looking at them, and I was like, dang, man, every single one is right in the middle. Yeah. Well, I kind of hope we go to the Dallas Bowl. That'd be
0: cool.
1: Yeah, I like Dallas.
0: I just want one that's close enough that our fan base can go, which I know New yeah. Orleans is the Sunbelt champion, isn't it? Isn't New Orleans Sunbelt belt champion?
1: I, or, am I a youth? Uh, maybe. I'm not completely I, sure. I'm not sure either.
0: I think it is. So, which that's not out of the you know that's that's not out of the question either. We need we need Louisiana. We hey, need those Cajuns hey, to rage and beat the, uh, the Troy beat Trojans. The Troy we are all Troy. and honestly, point.
2: with the way the Sunbelt's going right now, that definitely. Happen. I mean, you've seen how inconsistent, especially some about West, how inconsistent it is. Um, I mean, it's wide open, honestly, because somebody's going to slip up for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All
0: right. Well, my can't wait. You know, I'm going to go stat wise and start kind of dissecting this deal. I can't wait to see Georgia States. Uh, run game versus our defense so we talked about how good our defense is well georgia state's rushing game uh they're averaging 230 yards a game which is pretty good okay so they're averaging 230 rushing yards a game they're averaging 185 passing per game so they're definitely a run at first offense i think i think they're spread you know i don't think there's anything like crazy like i don't think we're up against a crazy scheme team. It's a spread team, but they just run the ball a lot. Um, So that's going to be, to me, the big matchup. Because in comparison, we're giving up 106 rushing yards a game. Wow. So, you know, 230 to 106, there's a yeah. there's definitely a big number there. <laughs> a of big strength. gap. Yeah, strength versus strength there. So I'm ready to see what happens. I know what I think going to happen, what I hope is going to happen. Uh, but you know, I, I would love to see our defense I here's, this one's for you, Chuck. I'd love to see Dalen Gill and company
1: hey. get out <laughs> there
0: and, uh, shut that run game down and force them to be one dimensional. Yeah. Um, so individually speaking, uh, the guys to look for when we play, uh, Georgia, see I confuse them. I, I'm still, i want wanting to say Georgia Southern but it's Georgia state, Georgia state. And people make fun of, like, them on the Sunbelt Twitter page, too. Like, they, they interchange those names, too. So, it's not yeah. just me. But uh, Georgia State's leading passer is Darren Granger, number three. We're going to see him. He's 106 for 192. He's got 55% completion percentage, uh, 13 touchdowns to six interceptions. So, he takes care of the ball okay. Uh, would like to see how he does with our pass rush, you know. Um, but he's been all right. They they're just a run first offense, you know. Uh, receiving wise, his top receivers are going to be uh, the the leading receiver is Jamari Thrash, number two. He uh he has thirty four catches for five hundred ninety five yards, three touchdowns. Um, as far as receivers go, really. The top two with Janari Thrash and Robert Lewis, number 14, that's kind of their two big-time go-to guys. Robert Lewis has six touchdowns. Uh, he has 367 yards receiving. So uh, the next one would be uh, J.C. Ellis Credle, number eight. He has 241 receiving yards with only one touchdown. And uh, Chris Bird, he's number 84. I'm assuming he's a tight end, Chuck. Give your boys some love. Uh. Uh, he <laughs> has three touchdowns, but only 51 receiving yards. So it seems like he's just a red zone tight end guy. So um, number 84, when we get down there, or yeah, number 84, when we get down close to, you know, if they get down close to the red zone, he's the guy for them. Like, you got to look for him to then to take a shot to him. So. That's their receiving threats, their rushing game. Again, we mentioned that's their strength. Uh, they actually have three of them right off the top. You've got uh, Tucker Gregg is the running back. He has 131 attempts for 621 yards, eight touchdowns. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so after him, guess who? The quarterback, Darren Granger. And kind of like I said, they're a running team. They got a running quarterback. That's the only thing, I guess, really that scares me is because remember the Liberty game when they had a rushing quarterback, how that gave us some issues? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, the raging Cajuns didn't really have
1: much of a runner.
0: Troy's guy wasn't that much of a, you know, so we've had some big games against some good quarterbacks, but...
1: And do do y'all realize, you know, you just mentioned Liberty, but do you realize that there are two teams on the top 25 that we've played, one we've beaten, and the other we played... And four overtimes. Oh, yeah. I was
2: just looking at that today. That's yeah. just unreal. It is. Yeah.
1: And, and, like, you know,
0: you mentioned we beat Tulane, like Michael Pratt,
2: not a big runner.
0: So, Darren Granger. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, Granger.
2: Quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I, I watched uh, them play uh, when they played at State a couple of Thursdays ago. And the first quarter, Georgia State, I was like, wow, they're going to give us a problem. Then, of course, they got outscored, like, 43 to. Three in the second half, mm-hmm. um, but their quarterback has some legs and can definitely. He's he's really shifty, so I, I am very curious to see how that how that uh, plays out.
0: And he's a red shirt senior. You know he's been he's been around a while. He's from Conway, South Carolina. six foot four, one hundred ninety five pounds. He's a big kid, uh, and he's a running threat. So to me, that's a that's a point of interest there for me. You know, I'm not going to say I'm scared of it by any means, but it's a point of interest. It is. He has 105 carries on the year, uh, 591 rushing yards. So he's basically got running back numbers. So they definitely run their quarterback. They are not afraid to run him. So that's something to look for there is the running quarterback and the running back. And then it looks like the backup running back is Jamias Williams. Uh, he has 85 attempts for 466 yards and only two touchdowns. So, that's kind of your summary there of uh Georgia State's offense on defense. Their um their top their top players are Antavius Lane, number 34, mm-hmm. and Jordan Venezial. I probably butchered his name, but they <laughs> both have Venezial has 70 tackles and Lane has 71. So they're kind of the, they're the big tacklers on the team. So that's kind of your, your rundown. So 34 and 40 on defense, uh, on offense, number three, quarterback, number 26 and 21, the running backs. And then uh, in the passing game, you got number two and number 14. And then when they get down to the red zone, 84, those are the guys to watch for Georgia State this week. Uh, Those are the guys I feel like we need to stop and keep at bay to have a good night.
1: So, really, we, if we contain the quarterback, we got, we got a shot of doing all right.
0: I think if you contain the quarterback, you win the game. Like, I would venture to say that. Like, that's how that's how big of a deal I think it is to contain a running quarterback. So, I don't – and Campbell might have a different uh, – he okay. might have a different opinion there, but that's – I mean, uh,
2: just a running quarterback just brings a whole other dimension that you have to worry about, so that's just – and like yeah. you said, we really haven't seen that much other than with Liberty. Um so that I will be curious to see how that plays out to see what Armstrong does uh to the defense to keep him in the pocket.
3: Oh yeah. Well Let's see if according, we can get some
1: more intentional groundings. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's
0: right. Well, Chuck, maybe we just need to put Dalen Gill on him all night. What you think? Like,
1: yeah, Dalen's Daylen, assigned to him. Wherever he goes, Dalen goes.
0: Spy him with your
1: boy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's it
0: for the Can't Wait segment. Uh, is there anything anybody else wants to add to this game here, guys? I'll add this. Uh, I would love to see us take another step forward after what we did last week. You know, um, I would love to see us take a step forward after the big night we had last week. And, and I'd love to see the fan base show out and really support these guys. Yes, his,
1: y'all, uh, y'all come. It's going to be a beautiful Saturday. Yeah. It's a big Bring deal. Sure, you say yeah. it's going
2: to be beautiful. There actually, uh, there is some rain in the forecast.
1: Dang, never t- hey, it's Southern Miss football. So it's a beautiful day. That's that right. True. That is
2: true. Oh, okay. rain a, here,
1: nobody. A, a rainy day at the rock beats a beautiful day anywhere else. That's
0: right. We need to put myself. that on a t shirt.
2: <laughs> We're just getting all the t shirt ideas. All the That's shirt right. ideas.
0: That's right. Well, you guys ready to do some pick 'ems?
3: Pick 'em. Let's do right, it.
0: Let's get to the pick 'em section, which, by the way, uh, college game day was in Jackson and they didn't ask me to come be their guest picker. They and didn't. I'm That's a, a little travesty. disappointed. Yeah, I you know, you would think after all these pick-ems we've done on here they would, you know ask me, but apparently they don't care who I think.
1: So it's cause you pick safe bet. They like they like the crazy bet. They you know, should have the put
0: you bets. on there, Chuck. That
3: would have been perfect. <laughs>
0: that would have been perfect. Okay. So um all right, the first game. I'm gonna go rank games first, okay? Okay. The first one, and it's a big one. It's a B. Y'all already know which one I'm talking about, I think. The Tennessee Volunteers are headed to Athens, Georgia to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. It's number one versus number
3: three.
0: That's a tough one. So right now, the spread is they are giving Georgia eight and a half points. So Georgia's the favorite by eight and a half points.
3: So, um, we'll start with Campbell. Campbell, what are your thoughts? Who do you pick?
2: You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with uh with Tennessee. Honestly, um, I feel like Georgia's kind of slipped up. A, they've had some close calls here and there um, this season. I mean, you saw they played against Missouri early in the season. Um, they, uh, I know, sets a minute through two picks um, this last. Uh, this past weekend um and you just you won't be able to make those mistakes against uh tennessee tennessee will take those mistakes and run with them and uh i i honestly think ken hooker is the man uh he's going to uh just put points on the board um and i feel like tennessee's defense is definitely going to keep um george's offense at bay i mean i know they have that really good tight end um but I really think that uh, Tennessee is just going to control that game uh,
3: regardless of what happens. All right. Joe, I'm
1: going to agree with caveman. I think, you know, I've been saying it all year. I think this is Tennessee's year. Um, I think Georgia's defense has struggled a little bit this year. Um, You know, I think Munkin's going to have them clicking uh, on offense. Um, Assuming that he's still the coach come Saturday, um, <laughs> you know, there's some talk that he may be uh, the Auburn's new coach, but who knows? Um, so I, I, I think I think Campbell's right. Hooker is uh, just having a good year, and I, I think it's Tennessee's year. I mean, I really do. I, I, so I give it to Tennessee.
0: Guys, I'll be honest. I think Tennessee might be the best team in the country.
1: I agree. Definitely. And I would have I never, never thought I'd say that. I never yeah. thought I'd say that. Thought? But, yeah.
0: <laughs> like Jalen Hyatt is the real deal, boys.
1: Yeah.
0: Like that dude, he has 14 touchdowns on the season. Uh, hooker has thrown 21 touchdowns and one pick. And of wow, his 21 touchdowns, 14 of them have gone to Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. So, you know, I think instead, some Bennett, on the other hand, has thrown nine touchdowns and three picks. I think quarterback play and I think Jalen Hyatt's the difference because I think, I think at this point, people are going to try to scheme to take Hyatt out of the game, but I don't really think anybody can.
1: Yeah.
0: I just, I think he's that I mean, good. they haven't
1: yet. Yeah.
0: Like, I think, I think Jalen Hyatt's probably first round talent. I think he's going to, like, I'm very impressed with Jalen Hyatt yeah. for this year. I think he's the difference in the game. I'm going to say Tennessee wins this one. Uh, so. Kind of surprising. The number one team is an underdog going right. into this game, yeah, and especially
2: by eight and a half.
0: Yeah, that's kind of surprising to me. So, all right,
2: next game
0: we got the Alabama Crimson Tide going to Baton Rouge into Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. Alabama, according to ESPN, are they are currently thirteen and a half point favorites. Chuck, go first.
1: This pains me to say. More than you'll ever know. And in fact, I can't even say it. So I'm going to phrase it this way. I think Brian Kelly wins on Saturday. What? I do. Charlie? I think I think Brian Kelly's a better football coach than Nick Saban.
0: He's good for one a week, Campbell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's good for I one a I, I. I love Brian Kelly. I hate that he left Notre Dame. And especially hate that he went to that school in Louisiana. Um, but I, I, as much as it hurts, I really think, I really think Brian Kelly's got him clicking right now. So I'm I'm going to go Brian Kelly.
0: Campbell, you'd be shocked how many times Chuck does this and everybody's scratching their head and then all of a sudden he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which Campbell, you might be going to LSU here too. I think everybody's kind of figured out where I'm going, but yeah. go ahead. Campbell.
2: Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Alabama here's my thing. I think Alabama is going to going to lose another game I mean, this season, but it's not going to be against LSU. Um, I honestly think that Alabama I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I think Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama as much as I hate to say that, but that's for that's for another day. Um but I feel like they're going to take control of Baton Rouge. Um, I feel like they're going to uh do what they got to do. I know, I mean, it's uh what time is that game? Um, uh, it is a
0: six o'clock kickoff time. Yeah,
2: six o'clock kickoff in Death Valley. I mean, it is Saturday night
0: in Death Valley.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But I feel like Alabama. I mean, Alabama's been there before. Uh, I mean, they're gonna get in there. Bryce Young's the man. Um, I feel like they're gonna do what they got to do. Uh, but I feel like the you know the NCAA script isn't going to allow Ole and Ole like uh, gonna allow Alabama to lose three games. So they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> let uh let Alabama win this and probably let uh Ole Miss beat them uh
3: in a couple weeks. All right.
0: I do think Alabama loses another game, but you ready for who they lose it to? The Auburn yeah. Tigers.
2: Oh well oh.
0: That'll be like Auburn's bigot. They'll tear down the post. It's going to happen. You in heard it first, people. Or with an interim head coach, yes. Auburn will find a way to beat Bama. And they're going to tear the post now, or they're going to lose by 40. Uh, really, no there's no, no way around either one of those. So, uh, you know, I think it depends on which version of Jaden Daniels shows up. You know, he's had his big, big games, and then he's had his off games. And so – I think it's going to come down which version of him shows up, but I'm going to go Alabama here. I think Alabama's the better team top to bottom. Um, so I'm going to take Alabama here. I think it'll be a a good game. I don't know if Bama covers the spread, but I do think Bama wins the game. So and remember, guys, it wasn't long ago we were talking about Alabama possibly being the best team in the country, and then they dropped one game to Tennessee, and it was a dang thriller to Tennessee. So Alabama's the real deal. I think too, so um, I'm going to go Alabama in this one. All right, your next one. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons, number 21 in the country, are traveling to the number 22 NC State Wolfpack. So I threw some ACC action at you here, Campbell. Let's see how you how you respond. Okay, so let's uh, let's go Campbell first here.
2: Well, Wake's coming off of just getting pounded by Louisville last uh last week. It should um, be mentioned
0: Wake is four and a half point favorites.
2: Okay. Um yeah, but yeah continue. they they got, they got absolutely just slaughtered by Louisville up and down the field. Um I honestly think that uh they they're gonna have a little vengeance about themselves. I mean they got embarrassed, stirred up. Um, got beat by unranked Louisville. Um So I I feel like they're gonna they're gonna be NC State. I'd say. A Little little, little revenge game.
3: Chuck, thoughts? I'm gonna go Wolfpack.
1: I think NC State uh, uh, finishes knocking uh, Wake Forest out of the top twenty-five. All right. I'm an easy pick. I'm
0: gonna go Sam Hartman, who is the quarterback for Wake Forest. But he is why I'm picking Wake Forest in this game. Sam Hartman, he's a great football player. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. Those are big-time numbers right there. Uh, In comparison, NC State's Leary, their quarterback, has 11 touchdowns and four picks. So uh, I'm going to take Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons here uh, on the road at NC State. On the road again. All right, so let's move into some Sunbelt action. Campbell, we never picked the Southern Miss game. Because if you don't pick Southern Miss, Some you girl. need to go to another podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, we will get started with Sun Belt Games here. We've got App State at Coastal Carolina. This is an intriguing matchup to me. Um, App State, they are three-point favorites. They are traveling to Coastal Carolina. Uh, let's start with Chuck.
1: I'm gonna say Coastal Carolina. Um what a, they're four and one in the conference, right? they they lead the east. Am I right? Yeah,
0: Coastal's four and one in the conference, outstate yeah. is two and two.
1: And you know, Coastal's uh coach is actually a candidate for the Albert job as well. So, um I think I think Coastal Carolina, Covid Carolina, uh <laughs> gets a gets the win.
2: Yeah, I gotta go with Coastal as well. Um, home field advantage, uh, I mean, and, and the spread being three, I mean, they can definitely handle that. Uh, and I just, I I haven't watched Coastal enough, um, but I have watched App State. They definitely have some wrinkles. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Coastal handles it.
3: Alright. Quick quiz here. App State's
0: quarterback, his name is Chase Bryce. Does anybody know where he transferred from?
1: BYU.
3: No. I do not believe in BYU.
2: I'm not sure.
0: He was the starter that came in when DJ Uyagalala... No, it wasn't DJ. It was when Trevor Lawrence went down at Clemson. Clemson. When Trevor Lawrence got hurt his senior year, Chase Bryce had to start a couple games at quarterback for Clemson. He is now the starting quarterback for App State. So, this game will be fun. Interesting little uh, tidbit.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: This game will be fun. Uh, Coastal has Grayson McCall at quarterback. He's a good one, too. There's two really good quarterbacks playing in this game. This would be a fun game to watch. Uh, it's at 630 Central Time on, uh, it says ESPN. I don't know if they're going to broadcast it or what. But um, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I, I'm kind of 50-50 on this one, guys. Um, y'all both pick Coastal, huh?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go out, stay thin just to make it interesting. But honestly, I don't – I think Coastal could probably win this game too. I think Chase Bryce makes a few big plays to uh, push the Mountaineers on top. So next, we've got a Conference USA matchup. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's Sunbelt now. Marshall Thundering Herb <laughs> versus the Old Dominion Monarchs.
1: Oh the man This game is
0: at ODU. Chuck has buddies over there at ODU. Uh um, literally two people that he talked to at a baseball game, but he calls them his buddy. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh going into it, Marshall or Marshall uh they as we sit right now are three point favorites. Um the game is at ODU. So uh Campbell,
3: you go first.
2: Oh remind me who ODU beat last week.
3: So last
0: week ODU they lost to Georgia
3: oh, State.
2: That, as they lost, that's right. They lost to Georgia yeah. Southern
0: and Georgia State their last two weeks. They're on a two-game losing streak, whereas Marshall lost to Coastal in a close game and beat James Madison the week before.
2: That's right. It's just something about so dang inconsistent. Um, it really is. I got to go with – I'm going to go with uh, with Marshall. This Old Dominion, they, they, they have that little bit of – Conference USA lingering, you know, just being terrible. Uh, but uh, coming off of two losses, just I feel like they're going to lose again. Why not? Yeah.
3: Hi, right, Chuck. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you heard it here that uh, I'm going with the herd.
2: You're not, not side with your buddies. I see what you did there. <laughs> he you did that I did for the punny Yeah, the bad joke.
1: The bad joke. <laughs> um. You know, ODU's baseball team, like I think that guy, you know, hit that home run show hasn't landed yet that he hit. My goodness. He, uh, should, play but, yeah, he should play football. Yeah, he should play football. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I will say that old Dominion loves Hattiesburg as far as a college town, you know. They uh they of course were out of
0: like, their kids fishing.
1: Right. Did <laughs> you hear right about no. that story? I didn't. They had some kids who who
0: liked to fish, and they were a long way away from home. And one of our fans, uh, Jeff Ferris, actually had uh had had some of the ODU players over to his house. He has a pond okay. in his backyard, and got yeah. them fishing pole. They went to Walmart and bought fishing poles, and went to his pond and fish one day.
1: That's, that's awesome. hilarious. Of course, uh, they like that, it. They, took yeah, they Yeah, they they like they like Hattiesburg. So that's uh yes. I'll have to show y'all a picture of my buddies that we met. Yeah.
0: All right. I'm going to go Marshall, and I'm going to go Marshall big. I think Old Dominion's in the middle of a spiral. I think Marshall has a lot to play for still. Marshall's four and four, guys. They're two games away from being bowl eligible, so I think they got more to play for. Old Dominion's sitting at three and five. Um, I'm going to say Marshall comes into this game and comes out with a big win. So. Two more South Alabama, the South Alabama Jaguars at Georgia Southern Eagles, South Al are four point favorites right now. Chuck.
1: Well, I am hoping and praying that South Alabama loses. Uh, that would just help our cause. Um, that's what my heart is saying, but mind is saying that South Alabama wins. They're just a tough team. And I don't know a whole lot about Georgia Southern, um, Really, anything at all about Georgia Southern? That—that that is who you said they're playing, right? Yeah, Georgia Southern yeah. has a good quarterback, Pantries. Okay. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they beat
2: South Al. I really am. Yeah, all I right. gotta, I gotta definitely agree with every part of your answer right there. I really want South to lose, um, but like, like you, I don't really know much about Georgia Southern, and from what I've seen, South looks pretty good. Um, so I, I think they they come out with that win for sure.
0: I'm gonna speaking into existence. Georgia Southern Eagles come out oh, with a win
1: in this one. I like it. I like it.
0: So I have no good reason to do that. Like, has got to I mean, think South Alabama's here. a better team, but you never know. We're speaking into existence, boys. This right. is Sunbelt Belt country. Fun so fun I don't fun. know, man. Maybe Georgia Southern wins on a missed extra point, and then uh, a yeah. a name fumble something or other. Like, you know, I don't know. Sunbelt, Belt, you never know what's gonna happen. So, South Alabama goes to kneel the ball and fumbles the snap or something. Georgia Southern scores a touchdown to win it. I don't know. Something crazy (laughs) might happen, but I'm going Georgia Southern.
1: Anything can happen in the wild, wild west.
0: That's right.
1: (laughs) And then the big matchup. This is
0: where all the fans on game day would go nuts right now. Actually, they wouldn't. They'd be saying that we were at Louisiana. So, but this is a part where all the fans go nuts, and they're going crazy on game day. This is my, y- y'all can tell, I would love to do that one day. But anyway, <laughs> um, Troy at the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. This is a huge matchup for us. Uh, we need the Raging Cajuns to win this football game. And so, let's go right now, as it stands, Troy opened his five-point
3: favorites. So, let's go, Campbell.
2: Give me the Raging Cajuns. I feel like they're they're mad as we as we talked about mm-hmm. earlier that that rant. Their fans are mad, their players are mad. I saw the look in some of those players' eyes after the game. They they got embarrassed at the Rock, so they're going to uh they're going to come out on fire. Uh, come out swinging. I feel like they feel like they're, like they're going to beat them Trojans for sure. All yeah.
0: right. I hope you're right. Chuck
3: yes
2: and for the
1: sake of the gumbo and the crawfish that we were promised from our our boys uh our neighbors jerry and john and them um i'm gonna go with raging cages too we need them to win i hope i hope the raging cages come out bust them in the mouth comes out swinging Um, i think campbell's right they're mad they did get embarrassed um you know they walked in southern miss thinking that they had an easy win and um Obviously, it it didn't work out for him, but I'm hoping and praying and rooting for Troy to go down in flames.
0: All right. So, Troy, guys, they are currently on a five game win streak coming into this game. They just beat their rival last week. So, uh, they beat South Alabama in a 10 to 6 thriller. <laughs> that
2: game was rough to watch.
0: <laughs> uh, so they beat them in a the ten to six. So I really want that I want the Troy game back, guys. I think we got a different football team in Hattiesburg. Yeah, agreed.
2: Back. Um nothing was quicker than that.
0: But you know what? It's the bid we made. So we we're, we're hoping for some help from our from our buddies over in Louisiana right now. So Right. No offense, um, Troy
1: boys. We love y'all too, but Yeah. Die like so, a dog. <laughs> so
0: uh, you know, I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Louisiana, but I think Troy's the better team. I'm gonna go Louisiana because I want that to happen so badly. Uh and if it's going to happen, it's going to take a good game out of Ben Wooldridge, and it's going to take uh Michael Jefferson having a big night, the big receiver for uh Louisiana. So and it's gonna take Either Gunner Watson or Jared Daigie having a bad game on Troy's end, so
1: Gunner I think it's Watson. gonna come down
0: to quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: So, but I'm hoping Louisiana, so I'm gonna pick Louisiana. But honestly, I think Troy's probably the better team here. So,
2: but well we'll see what happens. That game.
0: Uh, that game is a four o'clock kickoff. All right. So we'll get to. Catch I feel like we need to put that up arguing. on the. I feel like it needs to be put up on the video board or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, guys, that's it for the Pickums. Well, uh, this was fun, Campbell. I enjoyed it, was, it um, man.
2: I'm glad oh, you this is a to of fun. Thank y'all for having me.
1: Absolutely. And, hey, Campbell, real quick, remind me, uh, your mom is about to have surgery or has already uh, just had it?
2: She's going to have surgery in January. In I'm not January. sure the exact date of uh, it. But- She's but been talking to a doctor in Houston, and they finally got a surgery scheduled. So
1: okay, so Eagle Nation, y'all pray, lift up for uh, Christy Cave, pray that her surgery goes great, and that she heals up fast so she can come to some Southern Miss games and root on the Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Campbell, you got any last words uh, you want to say to the the Eagle fans?
2: Um, again, just thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Honestly, I was a little nervous just because. Never been on a podcast before, uh, but it was just a bunch of guys being dudes talking about football, and that's right. That's we're, my favorite thing. We're
1: laid back, man. We'll have to get you back on during baseball season. I know that's your favorite. Oh, oh yeah, I'd love that. Know, I'd love
0: to know. know what Campbell was thinking in the first five minutes before we actually aired in the conversations <laughs> we were having. <laughs> I feel like we really laid, you know take the air out of that thing. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, help for you real. Out A little
0: bit. I don't know, like, but we have a good time, Campbell. We do. We, we do. enjoy what we're doing.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a
1: lot of fun. Well, all right, y'all. We'll see y'all at The Rock on Saturday. Um, maybe bring a poncho because Campbell thinks it's going to rain. So uh, we'll see what happens. Let's go, Eagles. And uh, as always, Southern Miss. Through the top. To Through to the top. The top.
2: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit everydayeaglespodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast.